Aloha, Soul Dancer here. Thank you for taking the time to listen in on our Teachers series. As you become more aware of what this program is all about, as you become more aware that Pay Me What I'm Worth is a journey, it's also a cause. It's supported by a variety of teachers from different walks of life and a variety of experiences, tons of background, and lots of love. It's my goal with this series of Meet the Teachers that you have a chance to sample each of our teachers, get to know them a little bit. I encourage you to have some note paper handy, jot down your questions as you're listening to this show, so that when you connect with the teacher that you're most interested in registering to take their class, you can use your time well. And now, on with the show. The person you're about to meet, Karma Spence, I've never met in person, ever. Karma, how long have I known you? Oh my God, at least six or seven years. Karma, you and I over the years have gotten to know each other to a degree that I, frankly, I I feel like I've met you already. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) And by a Skype, we kind of have. Exactly. And so we also have Marcia Sortino, whom I met this past March through the wonderful goddess Christina Irvin when she introduced Marcia to the program, and you've seen her on a number of our hangouts. So, Marcia, welcome to our program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, folks, you get to meet the person who helped me birth Worth Out. It was during a <laughs> lively conversation with Karma. She's an extraordinary coach herself. Karma has a business where she's helping women own their awesome. And as we were brainstorming, having this whole concept of pay me what I'm worth is a hell of a program such that when Karma did a a 12-week overview series, she's like, soul, who in their right mind would do this? Who, who, what sane person would put themselves through <laughs> well, I think we need to create like a workout partner. I know I lost my first hundred pounds by having a walking partner. I knew that that person was going to knock on my door, and if I didn't get my lazy ass out of that chair or by the bed, they were going to just shame <laughs> and guilt me to no end. I did not want to deal with that, so I got my lazy butt out of bed, and we had a nice workout, a nice walk. And so Karma and I were talking about, I don't know how it happened, but I think you made yeah. a Freudian slip, Karma. And I think you said, worth out. Why don't we have a worth out partner and bang, right? Bang. Yeah, yeah. And then we did like Twitter research and found that only a couple of people had used it because they spelled workout wrong. Yep. <laughs> yep. How do you spell workout wrong? <laughs> really? You put a T-H instead of a K, which seems odd. <laughs> And off we go. So tonight, Karma is one of our teachers. Because I've known Karma for so long, I've invited Karma to be a little more real with us tonight. She's having people signing up to her classes that have decided to battle a very touchy, touchy topic. And that's that feeling of being victimized or having something that's happened in their life where it's really easy to let that event re-victimize you just by even thinking about it. Right, Karma? Oh, yeah. And it leads to serial victimization, which I've actually experienced in my own life personally. And I've only recently, (laughs) I hope, I've finally gotten out of that cycle. 
Wow. That is awesome. I actually know people who, who probably should be taking your course because they want to stay in that victim mentality, it seems like. And it's such a shame. It's such yeah. a shame. The thing is, is it becomes a comfort zone. You get so used to being in this role of victim, you get a psychological zing from going, I am the victim. Look at me, poor victim. Is that and where you were at? I don't think I was there consciously, but I did buy into that story a little bit. The one story that I'm really working hard on getting out of is that I turned the men in my life from Jekylls into Hydes. And when you really look at it, they were probably Hydes all along. They were just pretending to be Jekylls. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Wow. In your classes, the people that are beginning to seek out and sign up for your 12-month journey are women who, they've reached a point where they have experienced horrific events in their life, physical abuse, emotional abuse, or both, and they've sensed your story, they connect with you because you've been through it too. I mean, do you want to give listeners just a a high-level overview of something that happened to you? Horrific is really subjective. Mm -hmm. What may be horrific to me may not be to someone else. I mean, for example, about a year ago, I experienced domestic violence. My boyfriend got mad at me, woke me up in the middle of the night by pouring a bottle of water on me, called me a communist, a socialist, a traitor to the country, threatened my life and my property, and I had to break up with him by cop. I'd never experienced that before. To me, that was horrific. Well, he also However, punched you, didn't he? I mean, you had a... Well, he slapped me in the face, which actually ended up breaking a bone in my eye. That there to me women... is horrific. I don't care how you describe it. <laughs> I, it certainly felt horrific. But there are women who have been cut, who have been mutilated, who have been killed. Mm-hmm. There are women who have experienced being beaten on a regular basis. If you compare it, mine's like a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. But then wow. again, it's all subjective. And there may be people who are going through what I would think, well, gee, I could handle that easily, but it's horrific to them. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I want to make sure that people understand that horrific is very subjective because it sounds like a very strong word. I'm, I'm sticking by the word horrific. I am not going to downplay <laughs> your physical beating as to being fluffy <laughs> compared to, I mean, yes, it's all in one's perspective, but quite frankly. What, I guess what I'm saying is I'm opening it up to people who may not have had as bad an experience. Okay. But they still feel victimized because my first domestic was emotionally, uh, emotional abuse. And believe me, that was not as scary as when it became physical with a different person. But that is just as bad. In fact, in some ways, I think it's more insidious because it, it isn't visual. You mm-hmm. can't see it. It just, and I stayed in a marriage for 13 years while being told almost on a daily basis that every opinion I had was wrong, the way I thought was wrong, the way, basically who I was was wrong, which always begs the question, why'd you marry me in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I don't want you to be you. <laughs> it's like, duh. Oh, wow. So people who are, are being magnetized to me are people who have some sort of connection to that feeling of victimization. And that can be any form of emotional or physical abuse. It could be from parents, siblings, friends, bullying in school. They all have that same story where they felt powerless in a situation where things could have been better and should have been better, but weren't. Does that make sense? Completely. 
And in light of this, folks, usually I ask our teachers to go through the same three questions. And I'm going to deviate from those questions on tonight's Hangout because, Karma, you've really done a tremendous amount of work with Pay Me What I'm Worth. You've done videos, you've done audios, you've got your own webpage to it, and all of the links to what you've done will be here in the show notes so that people can click and access to them. So what I want to tap into is using your gift of perspective as you were going through the cursory overview, meaning you read the chapter and then you just kind of responded to it, right? Right. And that was actually my second time going through the book. Okay. As you were going through it, even though you've got some very insightful things in each of the segments, now with a little 2020 hindsight, as people are signing up for your class, what's popping out to you when it comes specifically your consciousness of abuse and what this program would do for people who might be in an abusive relationship and people who want out of abusive relationships? Was that too broad of a question? <laughs> no, I think I can answer that in part. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I think with, even if you don't do all the exercises and you just read the book and react to it and think about it, your sense of self-worth increases. And when your sense of self-worth increases, you are less likely to tolerate abuse. Mm-hmm. So I think even on a very light cursory level, it's helpful. So for example, I first got exposed to your book in 2010. I was still married to that man. I was still married. And all I did was read it. I just read it and said, oh, hell no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That's too much work. I don't want to do that. But it raised enough questions that along with some other work I was doing, I was finally able to face some fears, real fears I had about not being in a relationship and leave my husband. So I think just even if you experience the book on a very light level, it has benefits. About three or four years later, I did that video series where I engaged with the book on a slightly deeper level where I actually, okay, I did some of the exercises, not all of them. Again, some of the exercises like, holy cow, that's going to take me a year. (laughs) I got a lot of stuff. (laughs) I'm a bit busy. Got to go now. Have a good one. Exactly, exactly. Because I was creating this video series, I engaged with the information better. And so I did a blog version, which was text. I did an audio version that was basically me reading the text. And then I did a video version that was completely different, but a lot of overlap. And so it was this sort of double layer of engaging and re-engaging with the material and then just sharing it with the world. You've pointed it out. There was one where, I think it was the one where I did the inventory of my stuff. This was about probably a few months after I lost my little sister and about about a year and a half after I lost my father. And I realized that a lot of my stuff wasn't just stuff. It was a physical representation of an emotional connection and a memory. That, frankly, the stuff, it wasn't necessarily worth much financially, but it was worth so much in heart. For me, that's more important. It's more important, adds a level of worth that I value more because I tend to value connections and who you are over the bling. The bling's nice. I'll accept bling. (laughs) I'll welcome bling, but it's not who I am. 
And so going through that exercise really brought up some stuff and it brought up, and I actually teared up on the video and I toyed with the idea of not including it in the video. And then I decided, no, I'm going to be real and I'm going to share the fact that yeah, I am emotional. I think sharing my vulnerability helps shore up my expertise and my strengths. I mean, what I'm getting from that is you began to get grounded. You recognize that, yes, that physical item, it helps you ground. Is it fair to say that after going through the exercise, though, even if that item were misplaced for whatever reason, you can still get that grounded energy just by visualizing that item? Yeah? Yes. And I have an actual example of that. There was a, a cross. It was a wooden cross with an inlay of a, a boy version of Jesus on it that I had hung in my room every year of my life. I mean, it's the first thing I hung up in any new place, and it was the last thing I took down. And when I was leaving grad school, because it was the last thing I took down, I had it in a bag that I took in the airplane home, and it fell out of that bag, and I've never seen it again. And there's a part of me, I'll look up at it. My mother bought me a new cross from Spain, and it's traditional and it's pretty and but it's not the same and I will look at it and I will remember and there's a part it's, it's a melancholy to it because I miss that cross dearly but at the same time I still have that connection so it doesn't matter what cross I have up there as long as I have one because that's just important to me but it doesn't stop me from missing and that's the same thing with people in my life I mean my dad is gone my little sister is gone but they aren't gone and so, so you're able to reground. The reason why I'm, I'm exactly, going down yeah. this line, and Marcia, you can step in here as well. Karma, what I'm really excited about your group is because you've been through the process of experiencing physical and emotional boosts, you've, you've earned the stripes. This isn't contextual <laughs> for you. You've been in it personally. Yes. One of the things that I'm really excited that you're bringing to this class with people is you also recognize that as a person grows and they're in an abusive relationship, that that growth itself can be interpreted as threatening. Oh, right? yeah. Well, definitely to the abuser. Yes. Definitely. So in your classes, what I'm excited to hear is that in each of our steps together, the uniqueness that you bring to this class is you can help each student prepare. Yes. You can help them look we know this is going to stir the crap. We don't want you to become <laughs> more physically abused because you're growing. So let's get you into that safe place that as you're growing, instead of being a root-bound plant screaming to get out of there, you're right. going to help them build that escape plan, right? Right. I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect that people have support structures they don't even realize they have. I mean, when I finally had the courage to say enough, and leave my husband, all of a sudden, poof, all this help that was there all along and I didn't see it came up. And it was just basically because in a domestic violence, especially when it's a, a marriage, people are afraid to say what they really think because they don't want to hurt your feelings. They value your friendship. Marsha, I know you've been in another organization where you've offered endless hours of free coaching. I'm sure you've run across this issue many times. The issue that you're talking about, there's a lot of people that want to have a voice so that they can actually let out, you know, release. But it's very difficult in some programs because they don't let you 
release that mm. because if the minute you do, that's considered really negative, right? So it's really difficult for them to be able to express their feelings sometimes. Here's where, Marsha, you may not have recognized this, but because I have a master's in social work, because Karma has her background, we're trained to handle that. Many of these wonderful orators who are putting out these extraordinary self-help programs, you just follow what I tell you and I will bless you and raise Jesus your heels. They don't have the training. And when yeah. you, Marcia, become real, you have your catharsis in front of them. They're more often than not going, holy shit, what do I do now? <laughs> and the only thing they can do is go back to their script. They're ill-equipped. They don't have the training. I myself was a victim at one time mm. of abuse. I was really in a bad place. I found a way to get out of it. I don't know what happened. It's almost like being in that cycle and you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I started doing drugs mm. to actually mask that whole situation. Honestly, I, something gelled in me one day and I said, oh my God, I went right over the edge. I mean, I jumped out of a car while it was going. I've never done that. Okay. I mean, the things that I did just really, I saw them and I went, Oh my God, what is happening to me? Mm. And I went into treatment for myself, but I really went through that cycle of abuse that I recognized, how do I get out of this? No matter what, even with the treatment, how do I break loose of this feeling that I love this guy and yet he's so abusive? You might say it's like a case of insanity there. Yeah. Because... because you're stuck in that cycle and you know you are and yet you want to be with this person and yet you, you know you're not being treated right. Karma, this sounds like some of the intake calls you're already taking for your class. And it mirrors my own experience as well. I mean, remember after I got a divorce, I went through my diaries and I first thought of the idea of a divorce three years into the marriage. Mm -hmm. And I gave him an extra 10 years just in case. <laughs> And during that time, yeah, you know, got to be sure. <laughs> and, there, and there was also a time during our marriage where, I mean, I've heard of this. I had never experienced it before, but I actually had the urge to self-mutilate. Mm. He'd be doing his little thing and I'd want to like jam forks in my wrist. I was like, so you can escape. You can, you can get out yeah. of that environment. Yeah. You just want to get out. And so talking to people, they all have that feeling of, I don't want to be a victim anymore. And it may not be articulated that way. Usually it comes out of, I don't like where I am. I want to be different. I want to be in a place. I want a vacation from my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll ask the same question to you both, Karma, Marcia. Okay. Had you gotten a copy of Pay Me What I'm Worth in your hands before you got married, would you have gotten married? Marcia, you've only gone through the first three chapters so far, but based on what you've experienced in just a couple of minutes, how would your life be different had you gotten a copy of this and gone through the exercises with a team like you're doing right now? Definitely. Pay me what I'm worth. Going through the, just even reading the book would make, would make me ask myself more questions. 
And I think I would have been able to get out much quicker than I had stayed in, in that abusive relationship. Because it was such a relationship where I was so, I was scared out of my life that I was going to be killed or something. I mean, really, it, it was there. It was real to me because of the abuse. I just did not know who's going to believe me. Even people had a feeling because they could see marks on my arm. Mm -hmm. But you know what? They didn't really want to get involved. Not even the families want to really get involved. And so you're in that cycle and you're like, okay, where do I get help? How do I get out of it? And somehow I just woke up. I got the courage to really break it off. I, I just didn't care anymore. So with that thought in mind, I we've got a discovery in today's, my aha for today's episode is, Marsha, even though in your past hangouts, you've talked about the people that you really want to work with on this program are more or less business oriented and wanting to grow their business, is it safe to say that you will also start another class where you're open to taking applications for people who also feel victimized and that you could do another series also helping them get out of that awful Absolutely. relationship? Yes. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Karma, with what you're hearing from both Marsha's side and what you're bringing into this, answering the question about it had pay me what I'm worth fallen into your hands before you even gotten married the first time. How would mm -hmm. life be different? Well, I know for a fact that I would not have married him. And the main reason is because when I met him, I was at a very personal low. I didn't feel worthy. I, did, I felt like I was never going to find a man. I was at an emotionally vulnerable place. On top of that, there were all these red flags early on in the relationship that I just didn't know to recognize. If I had a short up sense of self-worth, if I didn't name them, I would have at least gotten, hmm, something's rotten in Denmark here. Mm -hmm. I think I would have not fallen for all the hype. And that goes for both. And the funny thing is I did read Pay Me What I'm Worth. But again, I had fallen again into a low point because of other things going on in my life. So that says, read it once, read it twice, read it 500 times. And as you get into actually doing the work, you're building your roots, right? You're becoming even exactly. more confident. I mean, really. And you can build on the exercises with each iteration. And with a team, especially with you teaching the team where you know people can hide, especially people who have, are in abusive relationships, you can say, wait a minute, are you hiding behind? And you can do it in a constructive way. You're not going to do it in an abusive way, obviously, yeah? Right. One of the reasons why I stayed with my husband as, for at least the last year was because I had a back injury and couldn't drive anymore. Mm. So what was I going to do without my chauffeur? Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I've moved out on my own and I walk an awful lot and I take the bus. No big deal. But that was terrifying to me in the moment. Of course. So we can hide behind these excuses that seem grander and bigger. Karma, speak to the women and the men. There are men in abusive relationships as well. Yes, there are. And there are men who feel, who have felt victimized by all sorts of experiences in their life. We all experience victimization at some point in our life. And it's whether we let it take control of our life or not that matters. Help them get a feel of what it's going to be like to be in your class. Well, for one, I am creating a safe place. 
I want all the people in my class to feel like it is a safe place to share whatever comes out of their mouth. That way, stuff that you might not know is there can come up. Secondly, because I've been through all this experience, but on top of that, I've actually gone through domestic violence training because that was part of my own healing. I have some tools and resources and knowledge that can help you get through the mucky bits. And thirdly, we've got you to support us too. And I know that, so it's like, it becomes a mastermind. We are all helping our, each other through our own experiences. And basically you and I are really going to be there as guides, as Sherpas, not as teachers and gurus. That's the big difference, folks. I think Marsha can attest the fact that she's probably gotten totally frustrated with me because there are times, Marsha, you've asked me questions and I ping pong it back with another question, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We have to find our own answers here. Those own answers, it grounds deep. It grounds deep. Ladies and gentlemen, in gratitude, I bow to both Karma and Marsha for taking this time to share their story. I look forward to seeing you in their classes. Registration and the early bird rates are coming to a very quick close. I know this sounds like a pitch. I don't know what else to say here, Karma, Marsha, because it seems like people dilly-dally, 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 and then they have the regrets that they can get signed up, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when you finally get to that point to where you recognize that you can test drive everything that we're doing without any cost to yourself, how much more time are you planning to spend feeling victimized? And if you're done and you're ready to be done, it's safe to say that when you interview both Karma and Marsha, Marsha, Karma, it kind of sounds like you, you're not going to have a whole lot of patience for resharing and resharing and resharing the same story that just victimizes you every time you share the story. Yeah. Exactly. The horse is dead. Stop beating it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> what more can we say? All right. Thank you both. And I will be looking forward to having your questions. Post your questions in the comment box just below this video so that we can be in touch. Karma, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, first of all, if you're interested in the class, go to bit.ly.com forward slash Spence, and that's my page for this class, and it's got all that kind of information. But if you just want to figure out who I am, you can go to karmaspence.com, and that's karma with a C. And all of those links are just going to be here in the show notes. And Marsha, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Just go to paymewhatimworth.com. Look at the banner that is scrolling across with all the various people that will be Starting their classes, look for my name, Marsha Sortino, and you will find me there. Perfect. All right, ladies, once again, in gratitude, I bow for your time. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in class. Thank Ciao. you. Ciao. <laughs> now that you've had a chance to find out a little bit more about this teacher, I encourage you to contact them and explore more about what they're doing in their classes. I encourage you to click on the links here in the show notes just below this show, and you'll get to be able to tap into a program guide. That program guide is very detailed. It includes everything that you'll be learning throughout the 12 months together with us 
along with fees, terms, conditions, all of that fun stuff. Once you've had a chance to review the program guide, that's the perfect time to call your teacher and explore more with the various ways that they'll be helping you integrate your dreams, your goals, your passions with that that will be accomplished in the class. All of our teachers start new classes on a regular basis, so by all means visit PAY411, like you're dialing numbers on a phone, PAY411.co and see which teachers have open spaces. I look forward to seeing you in class. Aloha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.